This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. World 6th, and this is your daily financial news. If you don't know already, we do this live show every day, seven days a week at 7.30. Actually, six days a week at 7.30, and then on Thursdays, we do it at 7 a.m. We do this because it's important for me to understand what's going on in the markets, consumers, cost of capital, as I look to make more and more investment decisions going forward. It's something I've been doing for the last couple of decades. Now I take notes and I share with you what I read in the morning. A couple of things before we get started. First, yesterday's videos got a lot of attention as we talked with one of our multimillionaire experts about potentially builders switching from selling to individuals and instead focus on feeding the beast of Wall Street hedge funds, pension funds. Really what I took from that conversation is, yes, it's possible. Land, you know, entitled land is going to be kind of the gatekeeper. But yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. And really what that tells me is the single family home, right? The thing that, you know, we grew up wanting, right, as, as our thing is now become an asset class. And by an asset class, I mean it is bundled. It is put together, you know, into a set of hundreds or thousands of units, and then it could be owned or managed by some other entity chasing yield. This is all caused by the policies of the Fed, right? This low yield environment and frankly, negative yield environment in much of the world means that where you used to want a seven or eight percent yield, you are happy to get five. And single family is an asset that is just new, right? It was proven in the last crisis. And Wall Street is coming. I did those videos yesterday to just acknowledge the hard work that we're all doing, right? We, if you're following one rental at a time, there's a good chance that you are doing the work. Uh, you are looking to get your first or maybe your next rental property. And I just want to encourage you that you're on the right track. This is an asset class that even the big boys are coming at. And if you can get your one, two, three, four units over four to eight years, you're on the right track. You can change your financial future. It is hard. Uh, it's as hard as it's ever been in my 20 years. It's not impossible. For most of you, you should be doing the work, learning your market, writing good or great offers, and then getting out bid. That's okay. That happens to me all the time. I know my market. I know what I could pay. And until inventory comes back, it's going to be hard. But we should be doing the work every day, and we shouldn't give up. We shouldn't just throw in the towel. Now is not the time. Inventory will be different at the end of this year. We are exiting a dark period into the light and just know that is coming. Since we're talking about our multimillionaire experts, we got two more coming up today, one at eight, one at nine. Uh, We will tackle similar targets or similar topics. Uh, As we get into the day, a couple of things kind of caught my attention yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but Elon Musk Uh, is a great follow on Twitter. Uh, I don't follow a lot of people on Twitter, but Elon Musk is one of the guys I follow uh, because you just, he's, 
he's got a dry sense of humor. He's very entertaining. And he is not afraid to poke the bear, which I appreciate. Uh, well, he is calling for more housing in Austin, Texas. It is very clear he is moving. Uh, a, he's moved there. And B, he is opening up more and more uh, businesses, lots of openings. And he is hearing from applicants that there's no housing. It's getting kind of expensive. So I collected some data on Austin, Texas. Again, this is just very 10,000 foot level, but it just goes to show you how hot Austin is. Austin's median home price, Austin, Texas, is right around 500K. That was more than I expected, but again, realize I don't know anything about Austin, but it's just more than I guessed. Uh, the median for Texas, the entire state of Texas, is 278, 278 grand. Uh, by comparison, Dallas, Texas is 336. So again, Austin is hot. Austin is white hot. Uh, I have to imagine people that own properties in Austin have seen great appreciation. I wonder what's going on to investors. If you watch this channel and you own rental properties in Austin, I'm curious about two things. One, what's happened to your property taxes? When I evaluated Texas, never Austin, um, just in fairness, I didn't look at Austin. It was too expensive back then. I'm curious, what's happened to your property taxes? How much have they risen? And then the flip side of that is, has your rent raised at the same rate to make sure your profit margins are the same? Uh, I'm hearing people say that taxes are up more than rent, which means you can have a positive cash flow, become an alligator. And if you don't know what an alligator is, read the book. That's not a good thing. So Austin, Texas is hot, hot, hot. Uh, next up, we are going to start to hear about avoidable foreclosures, right? Every crisis brings on new terms, and I'm really convinced that avoidable foreclosures is going to be the term. Basically, what is happening is people are putting in, trying to put in rules in place where you can't foreclose on somebody who took mortgage forbearance this year. Yes, the entire year you cannot start the foreclosure process. Uh, they are looking to block all foreclosures that were in forbearance, mor the mortgage uh, forbearance until December 31st of 2021. That just means, again, remember what I've shared with you many times, foreclosures can take three, four, 500 days, which means if you can't start the clock until 2022, inventory may not show up until 2023. What we're doing here is we're, we're, I don't know, how do I say this? There's two things going on. First off, I think avoidable foreclosures is a good thing, right? There's a lot of people that were out of work that are now working or will be working by 1231. Uh, if they can now keep making their payments as prescribed, yeah, this is, a, this is a health crisis. People were told to stay home. Now they're working. Keep going. Have fun. Create a second. Stick it on the other side. So the bank is whole. But this notion of just ever extending and never stopping, it's, it's got to feel uncomfortable to banks. And I wonder when banks raise rates, because maybe they don't want to lend in this environment. Uh, I'm just wondering if, if you keep changing the rules, do banks ever come back and go, all right, we got to up our risk uh, with all of this. So it's very interesting. What is also going to be a new word besides avoidable foreclosure is streamlined mortgage modification. 
Uh, this is, again, very different. I, I had a video chopped up the other day about something I could have wrong. And this is the fact that banks are acting completely different than last time. We have to watch this. If banks truly focus on modification, 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 and then only foreclose on the ones that just can't, right? They lost their job or their, their whatever it is. We're going to see a very small mark, small amount of foreclosures. The inventory will be consumed quickly, um, which I think will be a good thing uh, coming out of this. But, you know, they're talking about modifications potentially being, you know, going from a 30-year fix to a 40-year fixed as one of the options, right? The goal of the modification is to keep the payment the same or less going in. So, again, we are going to hear a lot about avoidable foreclosures and mortgage modifications. So, get ready. Uh, in essence, the inventory that some entertainers have been talking about is not coming, right? People were expecting a wave or a tsunami or whatever analogy you want, like last time, not happening, just not going to happen. And it will it will be much smaller than anybody was thinking because avoidable foreclosures will be the word or phrase of the day. Don't know if you saw this, but there's finally some public information of just about how hard Wall Street was hit or investment banking was hit from that Archegos hedge fund blowing up, the one that went long, C Viacom CBS. Uh, Credit Suisse is taking a $4.7 billion hit. Somebody's risk controls were not working. Again, you go back to JP Morgan, and I think it was Morgan Stanley. They got out fast. As I remember, they were out on a Friday. We heard about it on a weekend, and Credit Suisse is just getting out now slow, missed the boat, right? So uh, yeah, Credit Suisse took a $4.7 billion hit because of bad risk management, just bad. I uh, don't know if you saw this one, but there is somebody out there that is going to get so much hate mail, I feel bad for him. His name's Craig Irwin from Roth Capital. From Ro Craig Irwin from Roth Capital. He's a senior analyst. He put out a note this morning about Tesla that he should turn off his email, turn off his phone, go on vacation. <laughs> oh, it's just so bad. He thinks Tesla is worth $150 a share. That's a 78% discount from the closing price yesterday. Most analysts are coming out, jumping on the bandwagon, saying $1,500, $3,000, $5,000. gentleman's like $150 a share, tops. Oh my God, the uh, the Reddit fans and uh, all of these momentum players are going to come out with knives for poor old Craig Irwin. I think he's going to have to shut down his Twitter account. It is, it is just going to be bad. But, you know, if you are a huge Tesla believer, I think you need to read the other side. As I read the report, he basically, you basically see his argument, but he is going to get trashed. He is basically equating Tesla to being only a car company. Uh, all the Tesla fans I know of either call Tesla a technology company, a software company, a battery company, you know, alternative energy company. They want to give Tesla credit for all these other things, which, uh, again, they justify the, you know, $700 price tag. And this guy's like, nope, they're a car company. And, you know, they did, you know, 186,000 units in a quarter. That's nothing. So pretty interesting. A couple more points I want to talk about. First and foremost, the 10-year note. 
has surprised me, right? Again, on Friday of last week when the market was closed, we came out with a, you know, a good or great jobs number, right? 900 and some odd thousand jobs were created for the month. I expected the 10-year to hold steady at least at 1.75. It's down almost uh, 10 basis points to 1.68 as of this morning. That's interesting. Uh, it's not behaving as I expected because you would assume more jobs, more opening, more, just more, just more, more, right? So you would think that rates would go up. I'm going to watch this through the end of the week, just wondering if there's some short-term activity going on. But that was a surprise. I didn't, I didn't think it would fall. I thought it would hold steady at 1.75. So that was interesting. And then the last thing to talk about is we are certainly going to go through an uneven worldwide economy or recovery, excuse me, world uneven worldwide recovery, which in my mind is actually good things. Uh, you know, at the highest level, it looks like Asia came out of this first. Uh, the United States is coming out of it now. Uh, and then Europe, South America and the like will come out after that's actually good. Um, it's more balanced. We actually will enjoy a longer, smoother recovery out of this. Uh, I go back to the something I shared months ago that I see the roaring 20s coming. Um, is the closest analogy, and I think that holds steady. I don't know that it's going to be a decade long. I've said that before. I think we just operate at different speeds today. So it certainly could be a good three to five years. I think that's where we're going. And again, I think an uneven worldwide economy helps us get there uh, as we help as different parts of the world sort of come out of the funk uh, that we've been in the last year. So that's what I got for you today. Again, we got two experts coming on, so you can expect six sessions on various different topics. Uh, it will be a fun time. And I want to thank you for following. Leave me a thumbs up, comments below. Remember, we do a live stream on Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific. If you want to join or ask questions, just leave comments below. Have a wonderful day. Today's a great day to make some money. Let's all be better, just a little bit better than yesterday.